I'm Alex Schwartz. I'm Nomi Fry. I'm Vincent Cunningham, and this is Critics at Large, a New Yorker podcast for the culturally curious. Each week, we're going to talk about a big idea that's showing up across the cultural landscape, and we'll trace it through all the mediums we love. Books, movies, television, music, art. And I always want to talk about celebrity gossip, too. Of course. We hope you'll join us for new episodes each Thursday. Follow Critics at Large today, wherever you get podcasts. This episode of Live Wire is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving or cleaning, even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey there, welcome to the Best News Podcast from Livewire, brought to you by Alaska Airlines. This is the show where we talk about what is good in the news. I'm Luke Burbank. Right over there is my friend, Elena Passarello. Hi, Elena. Hi, how's it going? It's going pretty well. It's still very warm this week in the Northwest. Yeah, dog which days. I guess is a bonus. I should just be happy about it. But I was kind of, I started to mentally make the transition to fall. Oh, and yeah. I feel no. like I'm like, I can't miss the summer if it won't go away. Oh, the, well, the it's light the is fall light. It's just a little yes. warmer. It's more like a Georgia Beautiful. fall than a Portland fall, I guess. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a really nice time of year out here. This is week 25 of the Best News Podcast. You know, we do have an email account, which we paid a lot of money for. It's best news at live. Most of the budget for the show is this email account. <laughs> best news at livewireradio.org. And yet... It's still going unused. We're still waiting to get some emails now that we're back to doing this every week. But I hear that your dad, Tony P, <laughs> has yeah. been involved in something in the email space. What is going on? Yeah, uh, he didn't email the best news. He didn't even email uh, the closest relation he had on the Livewire payroll, me. He emailed right. our executive director, Heather. Uh, yes. I think Heather has been sending out some emails letting everybody know about our upcoming fundraiser. Oh, which, yeah, Fancy Pants. Fancy Pants, which um, Tony P., I'm, I'm assuming, isn't going to be at because he lives 3,000 miles away, but he may have just sent along maybe a donation uh, in absentia, um, which is like, all right, good what on you, mensch. Tony P. We got to get him to Fancy Pants because I bet he owns some Fancy Pants. Uh, he is my father, after all. Yeah, right. That apple, that sequin didn't <laughs> fall far from the tree. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So what is going on? He wrote, I guess, along with maybe his donation. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> he wrote to Heather, best wishes for a successful Fancy Pants fundraising campaign. Our family is appreciative for all your staff's effort to keep Livewire on air. And we recognize that our best chance to keep Elena employed is to ensure that this <laughs> broadcast gig is sustainable. <laughs> Signed, Tony Passarello, really grateful parent. And then he put his phone number on <laughs> That is so adorable. I mean, the business model is an interesting one. Yeah. 
your dad donating to Livewire so that you will still have a job at Livewire. Yeah. I kind of want to be like, hey, dad, you could cut out the middleman if you just want to. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then the subject line of the email is keep Elena employed foundation. <laughs> Now, see, this is the thing, and that's just, I think, how parents are. You know, I have a 28-year-old daughter. She has a great job, but, of course, I walk around thinking, well, what happens if the company goes out of bit? You know, you worry about your kids, yeah. but you have, like, nine jobs. You're I know. an actual college professor. You're an actual professional writer. You're an actual uh, live wire uh, announcer. Like, you have a lot going on. I wonder if he thinks this job is the job that I would be the least likely to be fired from. Because uh, all I have to do is laugh uh, at a microphone and read good news out loud. <laughs> so maybe he thinks that it's the surest shot. <laughs> maybe so, but you know, this is very nice of him. My parents don't even know if Livewire is on the radio or not. <laughs> you think I'm exaggerating. My mom will sometimes, she'll just message me through the strangest, like, She'll I, like I I don't ever go on Facebook. She'll like Facebook message me. What time is Livewire still on? I'm like, Mom, just Google it, please. Yes, it's also it's on in their hometown at noon on Saturdays. But uh, speaking of, if I can just give a plug to our. Uh, I know your dad's not gonna be able to make it, but if people want to come to Fancy Pants, this is our uh, big gala that we do each year. Uh, but it's not just uh, a fundraising thing. We're actually going to to do some interviews and put a little stage show on. It's going to be at the Portland Center Stage Armory on October the 4th. And it is a really, really fun night. And again, it supports Livewire and it's entertaining. And we hope uh, some folks will uh, stop by. And um, we will, what we'll do is we'll get one of those cutouts of your dad. (gasps) Like, and we'll just pose him somewhere in the room. I am a thousand percent sure it would not be the first time that a cardboard cutout of him has been made. Let's take a look at what's good out there in the wider world, outside of the uh, our immediate families. Elena, what is the best news that you saw this week? Uh, I love this story. Um, so I'm sure you know about the 300-year-old Mexican musical practice known as mariachi, right? Uh-huh. I absolutely do. And I, I didn't really put two and two together on this, but now that I think about it, it's it's usually a male-dominated musical form. You know, good point. I, I've hired a mariachi band when I lived in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, that's just one example. But, yes, it was definitely a bunch of dudes. And they wear, like, usually very spangly mm-hmm. suits with a big round yes. hat and a tie. And, um, and, you know, they play lots of different instruments. They're like a tight ensemble. Um, but, yeah, almost always, apparently, male band. Well, in Denver, Colorado, there is a family that has a long tradition playing mariachi in the area, the Lignan family. Pam Lignan's father maybe brought the first mariachi group to Denver in the 1970s to play different restaurants and cultural festivals. And she has gone on to be a music teacher in the public schools and she teaches mariachi practices. Uh, Her sister Jackie is also involved. And uh, they were trained in mariachi and ballet folklorico, which is this cool kind of co-ed thing that people do at cultural festivals that I love to go to ballet folklorico. Lorico shows. Well, when Pam retired, she decided that she was going to take her mariachi expertise to the next level. And she has formed an all-female mariachi ensemble. Nice. It's called Mariachi Alma del Folklore. It's multi-generational. Pam is a retiree. Some of her former students over the course of several generations have joined up. 
they adjust the keys and the arrangements to suit okay. anatomically female voices. And they've even let one guy, <laughs> a, very, a 14-year-old named named Yari, into the band. Uh, but apparently he takes a lot of teasing. Uh, <laughs> but you should see the photos of this band. They're like, they're not wearing the suits. They're wearing the ballet folklorico, the beautiful ribboned headdresses okay. and white blouses. And they're playing their instruments, their brass instruments, their uh, bowed string instruments, and their strum string instruments. They sound great. And in this great news report that I read, they quote uh, Pam saying, people need to know that women can do this. Women have a passion for music, even though this has been male dominated. I know that people are like, hmm, let's see what they sound like when they first hear them. But Pam says, I think we do pretty well, which is just so awesome. Yeah, that is so awesome. I've weirdly been in Denver a lot the last few months, just moving, passing through for work. And I need to go check out what they're doing. Speaking of all my travel, remember uh, last week I was in Tennessee? Mm-hmm. I was out at uh, a place called Standing Stone State Park where they play something called the Rolly Hole National Marbles Championship. Of course you were. <laughs> and they have a marble yard there, which I, when I heard marble yard, I always thought like that's a place where they, you know, go and they get marble. Like, you know, it's like a mine or something. Oh, or like, like a quarry. No, <laughs> like a quarry. But no, when you hear, if you say marble, if you're in Clay County or Overton County, Tennessee, let me tell you, Elena, mm. and you say, oh, we're up over there at Dumas Walker's Marble Yard. <laughs> that is like this dirt patch with this pond mud in it where guys are, and, and women as well. It's not exclusively men, but, but people are flicking marbles and playing this regional game called Rolly Hole, which has this like really interesting backstory. And uh, anyway, I was out in Tennessee, and I would just mention that if you and I were hanging out there, Elena, it would have been so so cringy for you because no. the amount of y'all and folk that I started to integrate into <laughs> my because I was just I mean I was the o- the only like northerner that I that I you know could see for miles and after about four days I was like are y'all folks gonna be down there uh you know like I was going real ham on the accent which for somebody like you you actually grew up in the south I'm sure it was terrible oh uh, I don't know I turn it up too when I get in places like that like you can't at least you it. come by it honestly though <laughs> I have a, I'm from Seattle like it's a complete and total affectation that's why this story about a Tennessee Bus driver jumped out at me this week, Elena, for my best news contribution. It's a guy named Bill Adams. He uh, drives uh, tour buses, and uh, so he was in the market for a new tour bus, and he saw one for sale in Vermont, and so I guess it was uh, you know reasonably priced. This is like a brand new tour bus, apparently. So he goes out to Vermont to get his new tour bus for his tour bus operation, and he's driving it back. And he's passing through Ohio. He's on his way to Tennessee. And on the side of the road, what does he see? A broken down tour bus Uh with Canadian plates on it. Oh, I hope it was Neil Young. And (laughs) Or the bare naked ladies. On (laughs) board. Yes, it was Neil Young, Rick Moranis, and Drake. (laughs) It was a real who's who from the north. And Mike Myers was following closely behind. The ghost of Glenn Gould was hovering over <laughs> Wow, the <top>. good pull. <laughs> it was 50 Canadian travelers. They were from Toronto. And the thing was, uh, it was very, very hot this day. 
And some of these folks were, were um, you know, a little bit more senior. And the bus's air conditioning was also broken mm. as the bus had broken down. And these folks were getting pretty worried, actually, because they were in the middle of nowhere. And it was really, really hot. And he pulls his bus over and he says, you know what? Let's help these folks out. So they load these Canadian tourists onto his bus, his brand new bus he got from Vermont. And he said, okay, uh, where can we take you? And they said, well, we're actually going to Nashville because we're going to the Grand Ole Opry tonight. (laughs) And Bill Adams was like, you know what? I don't live that far from Nashville. All right. So he takes them to the Grand Old Opry, and uh, they make their show at the at the Grand Old Opry. He says the motor coach industry—it's almost like a brotherhood of being helpful, doing the right thing. Aww, Who knew the, the motor, motor coach, coach industry had a code oh, that they live by? A motor coach man got to have a motor coach code or a motor <laughs> code, if you will. Yes, and I will. Um, he said they had a lot of questions for him as he was driving them to Nashville, such as where do we buy cowboy boots? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These were these, these Torontans, <laughs> these these uh, folks from Toronto were. I probably that's not what they're called. We have so many Canadians on our staff. I'm sure somebody will. Uh, give yeah, the, what do you call Toron- Torontolas? I did. I bet it's definitely not that. But we'll, <laughs> we'll find out. Someone will throw it in the comments. But anyway. And uh, so the uh, the other good news is that the the feller with the original tour bus. See, I just said feller there just saying feller he was able to fix the bus and come and pick them up and um torontonian by the way is what our executive producer laura Haddon says she says that seems wrong she had to google it but melanie sevchenko a fellow canuck who works on the show says that that is actually right so torontonians isn't that fun to say torontonian very regal anyway the Canadian uh, tour group got to uh, have their fun weekend in uh, Nashville and go to the Opry and go on a steamboat and do all of their stuff thanks to uh, Bill Adams and his... I mean, what are the chances that you're broken down with a motor coach and there's an empty motor coach going by? I'm just glad that it could house all 50 displaced uh Torontonians, because what if Bill Adams had just bought a tour bus that only seats like 48 people? <laughs> and then he had to leave two people on the side of the road. <laughs> oh, God, that would be just brutal. Sorry, uh, Janet and <laughs> yeah. uh, Rodney. Glenn Gould. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn Gould. <laughs> Before we get out of here, a little preview of the radio show that's coming out this weekend. That show is going to have Nikki Six from Motley Crue yeah. talking to us about growing up in Idaho, actually, of all places, and then making his way to L.A. and becoming a big rock and roll star with Motley Crue. We're also going to talk to Todd Haynes, uh, the filmmaker, about this documentary that he made, The Velvet Underground, which talks about The Velvet Underground and how such a kind of avant-garde project had such a huge impact on the pop culture. And then we're going to hear some actual music from Melanie Charles. Her album is Y'all Don't Really Care About Black Women. That uh, episode is going to come out on Friday in this very feed. If you're hearing this, Tony Passarello, don't worry. Tony B. The the radio show slash podcast will be coming uh, your way in this feed. And then it'll be on radio stations all over the country this weekend. So please tune in for that one way or the other. All right. Thank you so much to our awesome team that makes this show possible. Uh, Laura Haddon is our executive producer. 
Our producer and editor is Melanie Sevchenko. Our assistant editor is Trey Hester. And our production fellow is Tunvi Kumar. Molly Pettit is our technical director and our mixer and our theme music. Arguably the best thing about the show. The best thing about the Best News Podcast is our theme song, which was composed by A. Walker Spring. Also, thanks to you, our listeners. We're going to be back here next week. In the meantime, head on out there and have the absolute best week. Dear Livewire, when we first met, I was really shy. I had no idea we'd spend so much time together or that you'd be one to fill my heart with, with joy and make me want to be a better person. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were here. I was busy reading a review from one of our many, many rapturously smitten listeners. Oh, wait, actually, no, sorry. This is from Elena. Anyway, the point is, uh, it would be really helpful if you wanted to leave us a review. Feel free to say really nice things about us, and uh, we'll even read them now and then on the show. So you might hear your review of Livewire read on the program itself. Uh, reviews help other people hear about the show, and then we can keep doing this for a long, long time because we love having this job. Uh, thank you so much if you've left a review, and if you're about to leave a review, you can go ahead and do it right where you get the podcast.